The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode is powered by Den Certifications. You want to deepen your practice or supplement your knowledge for your day-to-day job? You'd be surprised to know how many certifications we do offer. All levels of Reiki, intuitive healing, compassion, animal communications, and of course, our deep 400-hour meditation teacher training program. Go to denmeditation.com and look under certifications for more information. Welcome to Den Talks Live, you guys. Um, I love these live episodes so much because, A, you get to be part of them. And tonight's even more fun because we have these fucking awesome ladies who I love so much personally. And part of me was like, I just get to hang out with them tonight, which is going to be a blast for all of us. Um, So that's a retrograde. We have Elizabeth Cott, Steph Simbari. And <laughs> are you in your head? Yeah, they were fucking with me back there, like switching their names. I'm like, oh my God, I've never done that. And now I'm going to do that. But I didn't. So that's a win. Um, so what I love about these episodes, having you guys all here is it is live and you are here and you are part of it. So we always have a Q&A at the end. So just think about what questions you want to ask and have them ready to go. And we'll have a mic to pass around. So I just want you to be aware Also, we obviously have all these fun goodies for you. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Usually we do the personal practice at the end. We're going to do the personal practice in the beginning because the personal practice for them is a craft because as they will talk about, this is a ritual that they do and with their friends and is actually very important to them. So they're going to share it with you. But first, with that can of rosé, let's all toast them because they've had 200 episodes and they are amazing. So let's continue the celebration with them tonight. And thank you, girls, for everything you guys have done for all of us. And we're happy to be part of the celebration. Thank you, Thank you so much, Tom. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming tonight. It's really great to see all of you. Yeah, and we're going to, what do you guys, I'm going to hand it over to you ladies to do the craft, tell them how to get going. And the whole point is you get to make your bracelets while we're talking because Steph will tell you why she wants that. (laughs) Okay, well, Tal suggested we do a craft night and uh, I felt like, you know, we couldn't all scrapbook here. That would have been a nightmare. Um, so I felt like friendship bracelets are our next best thing. Like, we all camp vibes. And in college, I would, like, go to Third Eye Blind concerts and get stoned and make bracelets. So I feel like that's this vibe. We're basically Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Except for we're Third Eye Awake. And uh, I don't third know. Third Eye Irritation. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> So, I mean, do you guys know how to make stitches? Like, do we know Chinese staircase? Do we need an instruction? We need it. Okay. Okay, this feels... What's that? Oh, I don't know. This is like a... What's this? That's if you want to do beads. Those are if you want to do beads. It's an elastic for your wrist. Okay. Okay, okay, so Chinese staircase. Okay, did you guys all get... Oh, my God. This is what being a teacher is, because I hate it. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, so there are beads on the sides that can be passed around if you want to do beads. Steph is going to walk you through a couple steps on how to do... Some of you are already going. So how about this? Just quiet for one second so for those who don't know how to do it can actually get instruction. Okay. And then you guys can talk all you want for a little bit and then we're going to quiet you again and we're going to do the interview but you get to keep making your bracelets. Okay, so you have a safety pin. Did you guys see that? Yeah. So, okay, oh fuck, I started a little... Can you hold this while... Okay. Okay, so you want to take your string and make a knot at the top of it. So did you... Did you Okay. All right. So I'll just show you on Elizabeth's. Oh, she already did it. Fucking A. Okay. <laughs> so you see how it's like there's three strings and then... Doubled it. Du- so you fold it in half and then tie a knot in the top of the fold. So you make like either a tiny knot like Elizabeth's or a little... Do bit like a loop. Bigger loop like I did. And then it doubles your string circumference. Then you get a thick... Bracelet. Now you have a thick bracelet. Yeah. So then everyone, after you tie your knot, if you tie your knot, hold up your thing so we can, so we can move forward. I love how eager you are. Yes. Also, if are I you, may add, I'm a big proponent of just braiding it. That's easy, and you can incorporate hold on, you're a getting bead. ahead of the You're getting ahead of the instruction. Well. That's the anecdote. Right, oh, that's the end? Okay. Yeah. That's right. like, if you want to say, fuck all this, make oh, a braid. Oh, well, I was giving that as the preface. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if you want to say, fuck all this, and make a braid, and tune out now, go for it. Yeah. Everyone who wants me to go fuck myself, tell them raise your hand. <laughs> okay. That person. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think they're just done. They're excited. Okay. So we're ready to move on to the next step? Yes. Everyone say, yeah. Okay. Let's hear some response. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yes, then, Steph. No one cares. This is a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then you take your um, safety pin. Are you guys not Jewish? I don't know how you don't know how to do this. Okay. And you safety pin it to your jean or your pant. Or, or whatever your skirt, you're wearing. Whatever you're wearing. Your, your Lululemon. Sorry, I know that was $145. <laughs> safety pin it to your leg. Okay. And then this is how you start. This is how you get like the tension to do the, to do the thing. Okay, Chinese staircase. Are we ready? Okay, so take the outmost, outermost string and hold it out to the left and then create a figure four over the bigger part of the string. I am dazzled by your vocabulary so usage right them, now. Right? You are? Yeah. So yeah, you take one string and you go over all, all the other them. strings and then you tuck the top of the figure four under the big thing and you just literally tie a tiny knot. Did you guys get that? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so you, you wanna, take the outermost string. I was gonna say, do you wanna hold it up? I'll it's, hold it. it's hard when, when no one's listening. I'll, I'll hold your pen up and you can do it. There you, go. you know what I mean? Yeah. Are we loving life and learning right now? Okay. 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 All right, so this is the outermost string. You see it? Say yes if you see it. Okay, outermost string, figure four in front of the big thing. Okay, everyone, everyone with me? Take it and loop it through behind it in one single knot, and then just pull it. Ooh. It's just a little knot, that's all it so is. So you're just tying a knot around and all the big ones. And then you just keep doing that. 
with yeah. the same color. So keep doing it with the same color for a while. Till like it, 10 or 12 times. Yeah, till it like builds up to be like a significant amount of string where you're like seeing the staircase being built. But there's a whole bracelet happening in front over here. Look at that. Yeah, she's like, she's like I'm doing Cobra. Like, fuck off. Okay. Remember Cobra? Box stitch? Anybody? Lanyard? Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, so we just keep doing that until you see enough of the color that you're using. And then when you're like, oh, I've had enough of, like, baby blue or whatever. I personally have not, but I'll do it. I'll stop just for the interest of this. <laughs> then you go, then you have it so is on the other side of the fat part. And then you just start again with the next outermost string. And you just keep doing that until you run out of string. Perfect. Does that make sense? And then you can throw a bead in there every once in a while. Oh, wait, hold on. Do we have a bead? Do we need a bead again? We have a bead somewhere down here. I think they'll be, I think they can, I think they can figure out beads. Yeah. Steph, I think they can figure out beads. If we can't, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so cute. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Hold this. All right, show the How? If you just do the same thing and loop it. Yeah, but like you have to know. Okay, do you guys know how to put beads on? Are we done with this? Do you guys like... need bead direction or do you think you can handle beads? You got it. If I said anal beads. Oh, they're how coming around. React? The beads are coming around. No stress. Now they're responding. Get there. there we go. Okay. 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 We're good. We're done. I'm gonna go home now. I feel like my work is done. <laughs> She's you never did gonna great. be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you guys feel free to do your craft, have fun with it. Also, if you need some more rose, don't be shy. Put a hand up or figure out how to get it. We want you guys to have a lot of fun. But I am going to start the interview, and we'll see if, if anything. We'll just chat. Yeah. We'll see if people decide to listen or not. Yeah. This might have been a bad idea to do. <laughs> I can't believe this is what's happening. <laughs> okay, what I do want to start with with these ladies, it's a girls' night in, even though I am so happy to see some guys here. Yes, thank you for representing and being here. But it is about friendship, and, it, and nobody represents it better than these two who work together, love each other, and actually only thrive together, which is huge. So, hey. I, so I do want to talk about friendship for a little bit with you guys, yeah. but I also want to talk about women supporting women. Because, and I'm going to get a little into it and a little heavy right off the bat. Do it. We had a female bosses panel here a month ago. I don't know who was here for that. Great. And there were some interesting things that came up. And I kind of wanted to take a topic from there and push it into here. Because you guys can also talk about it. We were talking about how great it is when women support women and how that's what we should be doing. But yet sometimes that doesn't happen. And when women don't support women, it can get actually pretty gnarly. And I think that was like surprising for a lot of people, but it was actually a really interesting area. So I kind of wanted to ask you guys, have you found that? Have you ever had that moment where you felt like there were women actually kind of working against you versus with you? And can you talk about it and how you handled it? Yeah, well, I started my career in PR. So yes. And then <laughs> moved on. So the answer to, is yes. Moved on to fashion. So I think that, and the thing was, is that breeded, it was almost like, I felt like when I experienced that, it was like, girls at the time because we were young. There's a lot of women who were just entering the workplace and um, I felt like they felt it was like carte blanche to like be bitchy and to be, it was like part of the, like the, it didn't seem genuine. It just felt like I'm here so I can act this way. And 
I always wanted to be like, hey, it's a new time. We can all support each other. It's okay. And then as I start, as I've evolved and got older and got into the places where I could kind of make more decisions for myself, I would notice a lot of other women in the in a similar position who felt like there was only a certain amount of a piece of the pie and there was like coming, there's like a big lack mentality. That was a big thing that I would constantly see over and over again. And um, I just would see, I would literally see them fall on their face so often and I would equate it to that. Do you feel like that's changed the idea of the pie being enough for everybody? I don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but I don't really get to, because like Steph and I work with one another and we want, I mean, our entire, the premise of our show is to boost the people up who come on the show so more people can learn about what they're talking about. And you guys are so, I mean, you guys are so supportive of everyone. I have a thought about kind of how to remedy that question, just because I think that I love the idea of women supporting women. I think it's so important. I mean, I think we should just be like humans supporting humans, really. But it does start with this because there's been such like a deep conditioning of us being pinned against each other. It's like the Beyonce song. <laughs> the We Should All Be Feminist book quote. That shit is so real. Like we're raised to be in competition with each other and that's like in us. So I think it's, if, as a conscious person, it's your responsibility to acknowledge that that's the pre-existing thing and be the first person to just be like, hey, like you're gonna feel the tension, you're gonna feel the competition, it's gonna feel uncomfortable and sit in the discomfort and just be like, hey, what's up, I'm Steph. Just like say hi and give that person permission to realize that you're not their enemy. So you just take the high road and hope that it neutralizes It's not even it. the high road, it's just like, it's the road the right of knowing road. that the competition is an illusion. But yet, when people, it is an illusion, but if someone makes it not an illusion, is then there a game? fuck them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but is there, like, if someone creates the game, does the game exist or does it not exist? Well, do you want to play or not? Fair enough. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Oh, yes, I like it. <laughs> um, talk about friendship as far as how you define friendship and how has that definition changed for you? When you look at back at what, let's say, maybe middle school or high school or then maybe even when you first moved out here, I'm not even talking about necessarily with each other, just in general, what do you feel like the role of friendship is? That's a great question. I feel like just feeling supported and like you can be yourself, is it's fairly simple. I think you know if you click with someone or not and... And you can just, you don't have to think about what you're going to say or mince words or you can just be fully yourself. And I think the people that hold space for that are, are friends and usually chosen family. Has that changed for you at all or has that always been for you how it is? I think I've always felt what, a, what I wanted a friend to feel like. I wanted that, that exchange to be. And... You know, at this point, I think the only thing that's changed is there's, like, I, when I went through my Saturn returns, there was, like, a trimming of the fat of, of the friend group. She lost all of her fashion friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but talk about that, because honestly, that goes into, I have a question for you guys of, have you ever had a breakup with someone, friend-wise? So, please, yeah. just share. Well, do you have anything to say about your friendship definition first? Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, People that become your family, yeah. so I feel like you covered that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a friend breakup. It was brutal. We're cool now, which is kind of was one of those things that kind of had to happen in order for my life to expand. 
And it was really hard. It felt like an actual relationship breakup. Did you have a conversation? Like, did you actually do a breakup? Or did you just do a ghosting? From what I remember, it has been a minute. But it was... um, I had reached out and wanted to have a conversation. It was kind of like cut off at the knees. And I was like, okay, I get it now. And then, you know, but it's come back around and I adore that person and I will, oh, she'll always be family to me, but we just don't, aren't like, as, like in each other's lives on a day-to-day basis. I feel like it's also like when you're really close with someone, it's that you both agree that whatever your needs are in the dynamic can be met by the other, whether it be with saying, I can't be there for you in that way, but I hear you and I see you and I want to try or... Like, I had a friend who I had a fight with, and I was like, I really want to talk about this with you. It's upsetting me. And she's like, you're the kind of person who just needs to talk about shit. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm not. And that was a huge moment for me where I was like, we're not really close friends then. Because you're asking me to overlook an essential part of what I need to feel like I trust you and that we have an understanding. And if you can't offer that to me, then I guess we're just like long-distance cousins. Like, I don't know. What happened after that? Well, it's weird because she's someone that I grew up with, so you know how it is, like, with your home friends? It's like, they're just your... You're just, like... They're just in your fucking soul. And I didn't talk to her for a while, and it was really uncomfortable, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm just moving on from that. Like, I'm grown up. I knew her since I was 15, and now I'm 33, and that's just, like, okay. And then she came to L.A., and we had a dinner, and I just realized that it's about me adjusting my expectation of what that relationship actually is and can I be her friend based on not getting what I need and just being there and I decided like we live so far away from each other like do I really care I mean adjusting expectation is huge like I feel like because then you're taking ownership for yourself versus like trying to fit somebody into some weird perfect hole Yeah. yeah so like do you feel like that's something that has come with age not that you're old but as you've gotten older and you've learned I feel like as I get older, I become more and more like the Red Witch in Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> people think naked, I'm like 25, and I'm like, let me just take this necklace off, and you'll see me turn to dust. <laughs> that was a really nice humble brag, by the way. I look really young. <laughs> people think I'm 25. <laughs> uh, has it gotten better with age? I mean, I think you just get busier, so you have less time to care as much about that. Also, I, I, does anyone have time to just, like, have a, a fake exchange with people? Or we're all past that, right? If we're having, trying to live authentically, part of that is having authentic relationships. So like, we're so lucky. Two of our dear friends are here right now. And we have the best group of girlfriends. And it's so fun. I mean, this is what we do. We get together and craft. And they come and show up, and they hold it down for us. And, you know, it's just... You just find, we're, we're very fortunate in that we've been able, but I, I truly believe, I heard this saying one time that water attracts equal levels, so if you're vibing high, you're going to attract high-vibing people. I totally agree with that. Yeah. How do you guys vibe high with each other? Like, how do you encourage each other? We get high. No, <laughs> no we do, though. We do. Off of breath. No, that's not true. (laughs) We're in the den. I was trying to stay on brand, you know, like breath work, like meditation, you know? I I didn't think you meant just like us breathing on each other. (laughs) I mean, like a hot, (laughs) just up and down each other's necks. What did you ask? (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter, does it? (laughs) How do you guys, like, how do you encourage each other? 
I think because you were saying um, you high vibe with your we're friends. very lucky like we are similar in a lot of ways but I feel like we also are very different so it's always been very easy for us to support each other it hasn't ever been like I've always been in awe of her as a business person and as like a little baby boss entrepreneur and I know that she just like thought I was so funny so (laughs) (laughs) I would always say like when Steph would do stand-up she would get up on stage and I would forget that I knew her that's how good she is what a good compliment right and I would just be like I don't I can't believe that's my friend like it was so wild so yeah we're we're pretty impressed with one another yeah we're just like it's so cool (laughs) that you exist wow and so it's never been there's never ever any like threatening but I know friends that I have that with and like I just can't be that as close to those people because I don't feel, I feel like people are more competitive with me than I am with them. And that is something that I've had to like create boundaries around. Because I'm very competitive with myself. Yeah. How do you guys, it's been four years of the show together. Four so, and a half, yeah. Four and a half. So <laughs> off of, <laughs> sorry. Just counting. Four years, four weeks, 46 hours. <laughs> no, but off of, off of what you guys were just talking about, how you're like super impressed with each other and love each other that way, what would you say about the other person has been the biggest, how they've evolved the most in the past four and a half years? Steph like, what would you say? shows up in a way now that I never thought possible. <laughs> and like what I wake up before noon? Yeah. That, <laughs> and just like she'll, like when she, she's on top of it, like she's great in the room when we have meetings. Like we're both shine in a meeting. We give, give good meetings. So that's really nice. <laughs> just had to bomb for nine years in front of strangers to be able to talk to four um, other strangers. Yeah, no, it's just been, it's been really fun to watch you evolve and like take business seriously and like really like wear that hat and like take care of our financial side of it because lord knows i don't want to do that by the way the fact that i'm in charge of our finances is (laughs) very alarming (laughs) i just want to know how everyone's friendship bracelet is going i just need a quick status check how are we doing that looks really good uh, like just raise your hand okay they're looking good you guys so good wow Okay, oh, good. good. He found Welcome. it. Welcome. That's beautiful. It. I don't want to throw it's a like wrench life. in. It's like Eventually, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then you start to see what it looks like, and you get, like, really excited. You feel accomplished. Yeah. All right, Steph, your turn, because we're not letting Elizabeth not get a compliment. Oh, of so. course. <laughs> but, like, everyone is talking, so. That's her fault. It's my fault. Okay, everyone I'm just... Gonna, sh- I'm going to so time out and start doing me. Cobra. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say that when we first started, like... You know, I always say Elizabeth experiences the world privately. Like, I'm the more, like, extroverted. Like, if I'm feeling something, like, everyone needs to know about it. And she's feeling something, and it's, like, it's an internal process. And I think when I first met her, she was much more, like, stoic and, like, shut down around ever letting that out. And now I'm just, like, she's so emotionally connected and like wants to have these like deep moments and will like make us meditate before we record and wants to like say really genuine things. And I'm just like, who is this angel that has emerged? Like she just really is like opening up and sharing her heart with everyone and everything that she does. And so I'm just really inspired by that. Oh, that was lovely. And how do you feel like for yourselves, you guys have changed? Like, so for instance, you've been in a relationship for a long time. How do you feel like you... <laughs> kidding, kidding, How do you feel like... No jealousy here at all. How do you feel like... Are you kidding? I set them up. I know, I know. 
By the way, that's, that story like is on episode three of Dentog's podcast because we talked about it there. We did have them on the episode. Speaking of supportive, they were our third episode of Dentog's podcast. Which, which was is, an honor. And you guys are amazing. So if you want more info, it's there too. Um, but like now that you're in a relationship for a while, yeah. how do you feel like when you look at yourself, how do you feel like you've evolved? Like how are you in a relationship compared to what you feel like you were in the past? That's a heavy question because it requires some thought. But off the top of my head, I would say... Just as Steph said, I feel like I opened up. I always, like, I really thought that, like, in doing That's So Retrograde that I was going to be the producer. I didn't think that I was, like, the vessel to communicate that information. I didn't have the confidence. And um, luckily someone was like, no, you're going to do it. Sorry. And I'm so thankful for that. Because it was just, it wasn't even a lack of confidence. It was just a fear thing. Like, just like, oh, like, I feel like anytime, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but anytime they kind of make the decision that like pivots their entire existence you kind of feel like I absolutely should not be doing that right like so that happened to me in a major way and um yeah and and throughout doing the show like I started the show I had been single for five years and now I'm in a really fun great relationship and he's awesome and I I don't know like that's like the thing in my life that I don't even really think about it requires the least amount of effort it's, like, easy. Like, I'm just who I am. And, it, and I just feel like, if anything, through doing the show and being in that relationship, it's just, like, m- permission to be myself more and more fully and, like, live to exactly how I want to be. That's great. And stuff like, for you with dating, like, how do you feel? What? Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, but how do you feel like you do it differently or are you looking for something different than you wanted before? Like, how have you evolved through this time? I feel like with dating, it sort of reflects everything it's like I just approach my life with more consciousness in general so eventually it bled over into my like unconscious swiping and fucking (laughs) I mean (laughs) to put it bluntly (laughs) so now I feel like because I've gotten so honest with myself about every other aspect of my life it's just inevitable that that's where I'm at in terms of like what I'm looking for or available for even like willing to put myself through it's so you both for both of you it's been that you've gotten to know yourself so much better and you're accepting it what then was the biggest surprise about yourself that you didn't know or realize before I don't like being slutty (laughs) can we say slutty is that like (laughs) anti-feminist you guys know what I mean if you own it the den we can say whatever we want I thought that'd get a bigger laugh all right hold on let me start again (laughs) What was the question? I was going to go for it. Pre- no, okay. um, I th- the question being, is there anything that surprised us? Well, because you, you both said, oh, I we... got to know myself better yeah. and accept it and love it. So what part of you surprised you? I think that I can be really candid. I, like, as Steph said, like, I really don't, like, I'm not the type of person that really, like, needs to express themselves. Like, I go through my own process. And so I never thought that I needed to, like, speak my truth in the way that I get to on the show and... And also, like, it's okay if I sound dumb or say the wrong thing or say the word that actually meant something else, but I meant it to mean another thing. It's all okay. Like, it doesn't matter. So just being free with that. So tell me, like, a story or a moment. Is there anything, like, super embarrassing that happened on the show that, like, came back to haunt you that you've learned to be like, eh, what can you do? Was there? No. I, oh. I know. I was just looking to you, like, was there? I don't think so. Never embarrassing. I mean, there's moments where we, like, I can't help but listen to me, like, ugh, I sound dumb, or, oh, I'm saying like too much, or, ugh, like, I meant to say this, but it sound, it came off a different way. Like, you can get in your head and you can go down that train, but, like, 
it's not really, it's kind of a, not a battle I really like to fight. In terms of anything that's like been embarrassing, Steph has one. No, just re-listening to our first episode when we just, <laughs> we just yeah. did our 200th and so we played the intro to the first episode in the beginning of the 200th and I was like, wow. That was so embarrassing. We like had a script. It was like in our own words, and we couldn't even read it naturally. Like what? I think That's we did crazy. that on purpose, though. I think that was like a bit. Well, it didn't play. Oh well. <laughs> see, you just gotta try things, and then sometimes they land, and sometimes they don't. And yeah. That's one of the things we've learned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So out of the four and a half years and all the things you've gone to, all the things you've tried, which is a lot. Yeah. What has resonated and stayed with each of you the most? Wow, there's a lot of things. Yeah. But I think just I think just an overall focus on me being good and that not being a selfish thing, but that being so I can show up in my best, fullest way for everything that I commit to and that I want to do and to value my time, much like with a friendship, like valuing your energy and valuing that reciprocity. Did I use the right word there? I think yeah. so. Um and valuing that and you know it's kind of like I'm not going to say yes to the shit that feels draining like I'm not going to say yes to the people that feel draining and I think that's the ultimate form of self-care and like everything else falls into place because it's like if you know coming to the den and taking a meditation feels good and not draining that's what I'm going to do and like all those choices tend to line up in that favor. You know, I more think of it in terms of like what I could tell a younger version of myself because I think that we are very lucky in that we started the show at such a critical transitional phase of our like young adulthood. Like we came into this at a time where we would have been changing anyways and then we just like luckily stumbled onto the, the path of like truth and honesty and like goodness inside and out. So we, we are lucky in that way and I kind of wish I could look back at my younger self and just be like, okay, you're psychotic, it's okay. You know, like it's gonna get easier. Like I think a lot of the things that I've learned and why I feel more just like chill and connected now is yes, I've been in my practices and journaling and meditating and doing whatever I need to do, but also I'm just older now. And like there's just like something that comes with being older, like you've just been in your body longer and you kind of are forced into self-acceptance because you're like, oh, I'm like gonna be stuck with me. Like this is just... <laughs> There's no, I go, wherever I go, there I am, and fuck. <laughs> so that, to me, is, like, the biggest, like, when I like meet younger people, I'm just like, just stay in the game. Do you remember any aha moments for you? Like, when you say that, like, fuck, I'm stuck with me. Do you remember any times when that actually was a realization for you? Like, where you were, what you were doing, or how you finally got to that place? I think, like, in really stopping putting, for me, you know, I was doing stand-up, and I had, I put it on this, like, pedestal of, like, if I can do this and I can be this person and pursue this path, then this means that I must be like worthy in some way. And deciding that my actual enjoyment and happiness and good feeling was more important than what I thought that it, I was perceived as was really hard because I didn't want to really give up my like ego identity of like, it's cool to be a comic, you know, like it's so hard and everyone thinks it's hard and everyone respects you for it being hard and like, but it's not fun, and I just, I wasn't happy, even in the, like, optics of it, and I, it took me a long time to give myself permission to, like, create my own identity in that way. 
And so when you guys talk about identity, like it sounds like back then it was very tight, like, oh, I'm a comic. Like now if you were identifying yourself, how do you, what do you think you'd lead with? I don't like doing that. Human woman. Yeah. That's I always great. I always get like really cringy. Like, I don't know what am I right now? I'm But that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people their lead would be their job. Yeah. Well, it's also hard when you're like, what do right? you do? I mean, think it's about like, it. You guys should all take a second. Like, if someone asked you the question, what would be the first thing you would say? It's, it's really telling. But the irony was when I was like, I'm a comic, that also didn't really sit right with me. Like, I was always like, I'm a comic. Like, Yeah, I, it, when I was in fashion, and I would be like, I'm a stylist? Yeah, like, I don't... Ugh. It felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it, ugh, because you didn't want to identify with it? Or was it, ugh, because it felt weird it to identify with what doing, you were like, doing? I was doing, like, 90 things, and so I just, like felt like would say like the thing that would just kind of shut people up because I didn't feel like talking about it. Hey guys, it's time to talk about our next Dentox live panel. These have been so successful and they are so great. You have to be here, come in person. The next one is how to heal yourself. Yep, that is right. We are going to have a panel with incredible healers on there, energetic healers from different modalities. You have the chance to learn what does this even mean? How does it work? How could it work for me? Do I have the power to even heal? Can I heal myself or do I have to go to someone else to do it for me? So much, but the point is this is powerful stuff, you guys, and it is out there and no one's fully acknowledging it or taking it in. And this is going to clear up a lot of the mystery and clear up a lot of the answers, the questions that you might have and give you the answers that you need. So please come June 8th, Saturday night at Den La Brea. Go to Den Talks Podcast, reserve your space. This will fill up. And like usual, we always have some goodies and surprises and we will hang out and have some fun too. Do you, so how do you guys deal with being kind of Especially in this industry, people are very much, they you know, want your approval, they want you to talk about what they're doing. How do you deal with the issue of authenticity? And when, do you, A, do you have a good radar for it? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd yeah. love to talk about it, like how, how has that been like an interesting dynamic for you guys in a world that's supposed to be all about authenticity? Right. Moments where you feel like it's not and how do you deal with it? You know, get, get, yeah. let's do the whole well, thing Well, I think, you know, there's a very cool thing that's happened with that so retrograde. We get to identify things that we think are awesome or that we're interested in or people that we think are, that we want other people to know about and we get to say, sit down with us and talk about us and then other people get hip to what they're doing too. Like, and we value that. Like that to us is like a very precious thing that we have it's a it's a gift to be able to to offer that to the world like and we don't take that lightly at all so it we everybody on the show we like genuinely think is amazing and that doesn't mean that there's people we meet that we don't that like if you're not on the show we don't think you're amazing but that that we've had to fine-tune our radar in order to I love that um in order to to then you know stay true to our audience because our audience is so smart. They know, they can spot it. Sometimes they've had moments where they've caught on to things before we were able to. Really? Like in what yeah. way? Just mm, like I don't some, really think we should like get into that. We don't that. need to, to well, you don't focus have to do, you don't have to do the negative, but, I'd be but curious there's just been moments where things that have been said on the show, and the thing is, is when you offer people an opportunity to, to come and have a conversation, you're, you're having a conversation. It doesn't mean we co-sign on everything they say. We need to, we had to learn that it actually does, you know, but we, 
so there have been things that are said that have kind of like people have bumped up against in the wrong way and rightfully so and we've learned from that and but that being said there's also we're in a very triggery cultural yeah. time yeah. and i personally have no tolerance for hypersensitivity like that i think right. that's like its own method of control and i don't fucking like that so i almost like it when people create controversy because i'm like let's talk about that talk more about triggering and controlling no because i think that's really interesting that hypersensitivity yeah. is the sense of control it is it's like you're tell you're policing what you think i'm allowed to say or how i'm allowed to think or talk about things and like we're never going to evolve if we can't at least hear each other out. So I think that's what the control is. And also, in terms of authenticity, it's like, you might be being authentic and I might not like you. It's and true, that's though. also yeah. okay. And that's okay. Yeah. As long as both people are actually being honest with whatever it is. Yeah, like, you, yeah. yeah, your version of honesty might be something that I'm just not on board with and I need to be like, okay, you do you, we're just not going to, uh, you know, be friends. Yeah, and I feel and like fine. this might be There's like an audience shady, or a friend for you that's not me. Sorry, I'm going Shady off. to say, but no, I like it when you go off. Okay. Um, sometimes you can kind of tell that people just like want something from you. And that's with any industry. That's with anything. I'm sure you experience it. I'm sure everyone in this room has experienced it. It's just, I don't like that. How I can you, sense that. How do you deal with it? Elizabeth doesn't respond well to thirst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anti-thirst. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pro-hydration. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And that is the quote of the episode. <laughs> but how do you deal with it? And who out of you two has to say no? Who's the no? Who's the knower? It depends. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I I deal with the emails because um, I don't like to go to sleep with an empty inbox. It's a personal. I thing. have four thousand unanswered yeah. emails. So. Um, we like. I mean, anybody. Who, I'm sure a lot of people in this room deal with this. Just like if you, we get pitched a lot. And it's like to me, if if I can, if I see that they're pitching a lot of other shows, we don't want that. We try, we try really, really hard to have people on our show that aren't going on other shows, and because the space in the past few years has evolved and become really saturated, and so we we pay extra attention to that. And so if if I can, and then if people are if it. It's very. It's just like a grabby energy that I get from the from emails, and if I feel that, then I'm just. And I used to respond to every single one of them, but then I stopped because people just don't take no for an answer. But I used to work in PR, so I really understand if if, if a client's like, "Hey, please help me get on X Y Z," and then so they're just doing their job. But it's just like I'm. We said no, like we need to leave it at that. But like, I kind of feel like if you make, once you make contact, then it's like, kind of get fucked. Yeah. yeah. So, so now do you sometimes just ignore? Yep. It's a new thing for me. Good. Yeah. You got to take boundaries, care. you know? So after all these people that you've interviewed and all these experiences you've had been able to have, what's been your favorite or one that you keep doing? Like interview? anything, it could be meditation, it could be floating, oh, oh, it could oh, be shape oh, house. Oh, you mean like for like our own personal yes, practice? Your own personal practice. What have you actually taken out of all of that stuff? And it's like it's yeah. really stayed with you. Acupuncture, yes, I is our that, yeah. main thing. We do that regularly. We both go to Carolyn Barron and Beverly. I think you met her. Yes, on awesome. Tuesday. She's amazing. Um, we can't blow her spot up too much because I know we <laughs> need to, we need to be able to make appointments still. Um, <laughs> Skin, you know, I go to Corrective Skincare LA. She really 
Changed your life. Changed me. She's amazing. Um, they're hiring an office manager if anyone needs, is looking for a job, by the way. <laughs> what a hot tip. <laughs> Just cut that email. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. You're... I'm, we haven't interviewed this person yet, but we're going to in August. I'm obsessed with bouncing. I do LEK Fit. Which is opening and, right, opening right there. Yeah. I'm like life changed by that, truly. I, I bouncing. hate, you know, I hate making time and like, I feel like prioritizing working out takes like years off my day. And I like the idea of working out at home, but I've never really encountered someone who's good at talking to the people behind the computer screen as though they're humans, you know, or like connected. I just haven't, since Suzanne Summers. I mean, really, who is there? <laughs> and I feel like just Lauren is so connected and you feel like you're in the room with her and it's like 55 minutes of sweating and bouncing and weights and I just feel like it's become its own form of meditation for me and it's changed like when I was younger I was really into working out more because I wanted to like be a certain type of body and now I feel like I do it because I have more energy throughout the day and I feel like I'm in my body more and that's more important than like looking some type of way yeah I think also to that, I, I've really been able to identify how I want to feel. And through these different modalities that we've learned about on the show, I've been able to get there. So I don't really want to go back. Well, let's talk. Oh, oh also ahead. like essential oils, I feel like are really amazing and Heard of life-changing. What? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know a single man who might perchance per have an essential oil company? Um, should we talk about that or is that not appropriate? You can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We met, we mentioned on the last episode. I'm just calling it. I'm, I'm in this phase of my life where I'm calling everything out. I like, don't give a fuck. For the first time? No, I know. People are like, you've ever held back? I'm like, oh, I've held back. <laughs> so go ahead. Tall tried to set me up with Nick from The Bachelor. <laughs> and people's pussies just fell out of their body. <laughs> Why is he out of control? Oh yeah, what well, did he have did he have a shirt on? <laughs> Are we cutting this out? Is this live? Is this streaming? Anyways, she put us in a group text and then he like never responded, which is like so crazy. And then and it I, was a good intro. It was a great intro. And then well I like crafted. sidebarred, even tried to be like, hey, that was funny, right? No response. I'm like, bitch, what? You were on the bachelor, you can't answer a text. Goodbye. She got Bye. <laughs> huh? I know. And he owns it. I was willing to overlook his entire personality. <laughs> And there it is. <laughs> For because some like big Wisconsin and an essential an oil company. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> so essential oils have been life changing for you. <laughs> Needless to say. Yes, I do feel like, you know, a lot of us have trouble relaxing at the end of the day. Sleep is really hard to get to. You know, we're on our computers, we're on our phones, we're working until like the last minute or we're on Instagram or whatever. And I find that my nervous system has a hard time stopping. And that when I lay in bed and I put oils on my hands and I breathe and I take the time to use the calming ones and actually have the consciousness of breath, that the oil helps me get into my breath. So I want to talk about, because both of you, when you were talking about what has resonated with you, it's been very much filled with a lot of thought. Like you were even saying, I know exactly how I need to feel and like what helps me get there. Do you feel, especially now that you talk, you're dealing with all the trends, you're dealing with all the people and self-care, as we mentioned, is huge. Do we think because it's becoming so trendy, there is like an element of depth that is missing from self-care that people are actually passing over? Absolutely. I think, first of all, self-care is a, the word itself, it's personal. Yeah. And so I, it's been 
it's been, it's, I mean, it's great that it's moved into the forefront. It's a beautiful thing to, to have focus on. I think it's funny to like, like I look on, I was on like Urban Outfitters or, or some similar website and it was like beauty and wellness. Like that was like the category next to home. So I just found that so interesting and what to see what's happening in, in like these, these major retailers that they're, they're paying attention and they're giving spotlights to brands that we covered a few years ago and to see, you know, like the Four Sigmatics and the Lord Joneses in Sephora. Like, that's amazing and it's fine. So it's so things like that that are, like, pushed into the forefront, but at the same time, I feel like it gives a... a there's an essence of of it being so out there on Instagram that that puts us in a place of I sh- of the should I should be doing this I should be doing this and that's not a fun mental space to live in, you know you need to feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be at that moment and so to to be to have all the this like marketing mumbo jumbo up in it it's a little dangerous but you know we always say that. Uh, our favorite practices are breathing and hydrating, drinking water, and those are free. And I think it's really about making the space to be able to make decisions that are going to benefit you. And if you can, like, and I, my hope with the show is that we are navigating our listeners through the noise and, and not the other, not the opposite. Yes, and... Uh, if you want to have a good partnership, always yes, and... Um, <laughs> I also don't really care if it's shallow at this moment just because I'm looking at it from the perspective of like where we have come from in terms of being women and you know most of our audience is women even men to of course have need to recognize the importance of taking care of yourself. So, you know, we got asked what at one point like is self-care becoming selfish care? And it's like Okay, yeah, good. I hope that it is. Like, we have been of service of something that is so outside of ourselves for so long. And look at where we are as a society. Like, people are more depressed and anxious and fucked up and disconnected and so not in touch with their own needs. So if we need to be in this moment of, like, a bursting bubble of, like, selfishness and whatever, even if it's shallow, even if it has to do with your beauty, it doesn't matter. Like, some of the most meditative times for me are, like, putting on my makeup or brushing, like, blow-drying my hair. It's, like... Just taking the time to really give yourself attention makes you a better person for society. And if we all can do that, then I do think that like the society can be better. Talk to me about a moment of doubt you've each had. Like, when are there times in your life that were just harder or you're really doubting something? And even in general now, like in life, how do you deal with those times? I'm guessing from everything we've talked about tonight, you have a better handle on how to navigate that stuff. I mean, I deal with that all the time. It's not like, I I, I don't think that you can ever be like fearless or doubtless. It's more just like, do you believe it or not? I feel like if you're not questioning it, if you don't have those moments of doubt, if you don't have those moments of just wanting to turn back and be like, what did I create? What am I doing? Like, you're not doing it right. You owe, like questioning it is part of the journey. And so, yeah, there's doubt pops in all of, you know, as often as excitement and all of those things. But it's like, I think being able to have the emotional intelligence to be like, I'm not going to go down that road or have the tools to like assess it and say like, why am I questioning this right now? 
and really like go deep into it to work your way out of it, like that's the work and that's that's all that really matters. I thought you were gonna say something. I was, but then I was like, does anybody care? Yes, everyone cares. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the time. What? When I start like getting stoned and being like, does anyone care what I'm talking about? I took the tincture before and now I'm like, mm. okay, <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> um, I have a, <laughs> I have a quote actually tattooed on my body about doubt. Should we guess where? Because it was, yeah, guess where? <laughs> no, it's, at, it's on my upper back, but it, it's about doubt because as a young person, I had so, I wanted to be an actor so bad, but I didn't come from a, a world where that was like really, no one in my family was like an artist, you know what I mean? No one did what they wanted to do. Everyone followed the path and wanted to kill themselves and work jobs or whatever. You know, we, that's our parents' story. Like they had to get their picket fence or whatever. And uh, so the quote is, and it's what made me just be like, okay, doubt happens, you keep going. Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we off might win by fearing to attempt. So they just like get in your fucking way and if you just say, okay, fuck you, I'm going anyways, you will never know what's on the other side. Do you remember kind of like a first for you? Do you remember a time where you finally took that empowering step? Like where something that might have knocked you down before wasn't a traitor anymore? Like, I feel like everything, like being, being like, I'm gonna be an acting student. Like my parents were like, you're not gonna be a lawyer? Like what? And I was like, or a hairstylist. And they were like, you know, it just, your doubts come from not being supported. I think. So it just comes up in all different areas. And then on the opposite side, how, when do each of you feel the most empowered? Mm. On the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah, on the dance floor. <laughs> you know, I think it's like ebbs and flows. I don't know. I think it's just like, sometimes it's just like when I'm driving and I'm thinking about, you know, how excited I am about things coming up or a lot of times if like those moments where I'm just like taking a minute to journal and that's kind of my like method for getting myself out of a mental funk is I'll just be like write down what I'm excited about things that happened things that are upcoming and so that tends to feel pretty nice you I get yeah empowered by music um Hi, Lizzo, what's up? <laughs> um, and, you know, being in the comfort of people that I feel like I can be myself around and just laughing and realizing that, you know, whatever judgments you have are within you and if you surround yourself with people and stimulation that makes you just feel like you're having fun, that is what makes me feel like I'm in my power, is fun. What is your daily practice? Because you were talking about when you're in a funk, you kind of journal things that you yeah. enjoyed. What do you What do you both do for yourselves daily? That's like a routine for you. I was doing morning pages like pretty consistently for four and a half months, and it just kind of fell off in the past few weeks, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but that's okay too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's also the thing. It's like morning practices are great and they're good, and it's okay when you do them, and it's also okay when you don't do them. Yep. I want to just like add to that, because I feel like her and I both have been asked that question a lot, and we've also been introduced to so many different practices, and you know, at one point in, in the journey of that retrograde, both of us were like, okay, 
we got to wake up. We got to journal. We got to <laughs> meditate. We got to do our lemon water. We got to do this. We got to do that. Oh my God, you'd, you'd like, have not a second in the it day. It becomes yeah. just like rigorous it's insanity. 1 PM and then you're like, yeah, damn you're like, it. Oh, cool. I can take <laughs> meetings from two to four. And otherwise I'm, you know, in my Practicing, routine. doing something. <laughs> yeah. I and, say that too. Cause like I practice Kundalini and we joke, if you do everything they say, I was like, so that's we, why they I get to have a conversation for 30 minutes. Otherwise I'll your business. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you have to like pick and choose what works for you. Yeah. So it's like just letting it, you know, evolve. Like, I think that the biggest practice is just listening Yeah. to yourself. Like sometimes I forget to meditate and then I feel my head like spinning out of control. I can feel the energy being like, I'm over here. And then I seem to be like, okay, I'm listening to the fact that I'm becoming a psychopath right now. And my energy is all over the place. And I just need five minutes. Just sit, just sit. And but, stop. But that's huge. Like, the self, to have that self-awareness of being able to know when you're spiraling. I mean, that's the key, right? I mean, we're all still going to fucking spiral and fuck up. Oh, and spiral is, like, shit. my nickname. It's like when you recognize you're doing your dumb shit. <laughs> it is. That spiral spiraling. Spiraling works. Yeah. SSS. Sim spiral. Sim spiral. Just come on in. Join the party. It's fucking spiral weird. Spiral party. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch. We can keep going. Um, I think, really, to what Steph said, is, like, making the space in your day. Just, like, giving yourself the five minutes, the ten minutes, the 30 minutes whatever that is to just like drop in and be like okay like what do I need right now do I need to pick up the journal do I just need to sit here do I need to dance around and listen to music can I just like take a walk around the block like all of that stuff nothing can happen if you don't make room for it I will say that walking around the block is weirdly transformative it's like the dumbest thing no it's a huge pause but it's like a pause but also you're moving so everything is moving well, I noticed that like when I forget to go like walk around the block, like, cause I have a dog and I'll just be like, just go outside, you know, walk yourself. And sometimes I go with him and I realize that anything that I felt like I was stuck in the second that I get back from the loop around the block, I'm like, oh, I know how to, I'm not even, and it's not like I'm thinking about it necessarily. Right. But it's true. Everything is energy and everything's moving. So when yeah. you can kind of remember nothing static, yeah. no matter how bad it is, it is, it can lighten a big load. Yeah. And, like, you know, with meditation, it's, like, there's a judgment, I feel like, where the meditation community is much, like, I love, obviously, but it's, like, if you're not sitting still in a perfect posture, then you're not meditating. And it's, like, okay. Yeah, but no, that's not what we're about. Right, no, I know that's We not, say people, like, set up a lazy boy over here. That's, <laughs> that's great, but sometimes sitting still is kind of the worst thing that you could do for yourself. Like, it yeah. depends on where you're at and your energy. Exactly. The meditation is just the awareness of what you're doing. Absolutely. That's it. So I want to, <laughs> that's it. Bam. I want to do a rapid fire at the end instead of our traditional four U's. Okay. So I know it's like, can you believe it? Time's flying, but we got a bunch of rapid fires and I think shit's going to come out from okay. this because I have a feeling you'll tell All us right. more. You're going to tell us more. So I'm going to just, alternate, I'm going to alternate between the two of you. So Steph, I'm going to go to you first okay. and then you answer what you think Elizabeth would choose. Okay. Okay. So for Elizabeth, yeah. would she choose... I feel like we gave you this answer if you were paying attention. Okay. So we'll find out how much she actually listens to Do Elizabeth you and know I when me? we're talking. Is Would she choose question? Southern Charm Fuck. or Vanderpump Rules? I mean, oh, yeah, everyone's like, what? Just so people know, the two of us here are like, okay, I know that you guys fans. were talking about Southern and Charm. By the way, we, I asked her this exact question right in front of Steph. I wasn't <laughs> paying attention, obviously. Okay, you guys were talking about Southern Charm, but... So Southern Charm versus Vanderpump. Vandy, which one? If the answer isn't Vanderpump, I'm going to be, like, really shocked. If you've been withholding this, like, Southern Charm love, just because you know <laughs> I'm at my capacity for reality shows, I will understand. 
But please say Vanderpump. It's like I really love Southern Charm, but I like really love Vanderpump. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really love Vanderpump. Yeah. Like I said, I think. What's Elizabeth, yours? I may communicate with Elizabeth more than any other human being in the world because we text so much yeah. about everything Bravo. It's yeah. like it's a disgusting. Full <laughs> ongoing thread, but we have there's so much good tidbits in our conversation. It's so inside and so good. It's true. Okay, so for Steph, THC or CBD? <laughs> THC, baby. <laughs> I mean, I take CBD every day, but I prefer to be on THC. <laughs> Done. So for her, organic wine or tequila? <laughs> tequila. <laughs> okay. For Steph, tea or coffee? Coffee. All day. All day. All day, every day. Okay. Tarot cards or angel cards? Tarot? Yeah. You don't oh, have yeah. angel cards. I think angel cards are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Say it. I love it. No, I just like, like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the tarot in the back. <laughs> Don't forget to get your reading. <laughs> That's Megan, who's awesome. Okay, so for Steph, Burning Man or Met Gala? Hashtag Met Gala, baby. <laughs> Who needs a like dust in their being nose? Dirty. Yeah, no. I love it. So it's, <laughs> Don't I like take being this, on drugs, but being clean. I was going to say, don't take this the wrong way, but like, it surprises me that you don't like to get dirty. A little bit. I know, but just like, I've had a lot of eye problems and just like the dust and like, I, yeah. it just, I can't. Yeah. Okay. So for her. Yeah. Camping or glamping? Ew, ew, Not ew. you. You're answering for her. Neither. We hate all of it. <laughs> I like camping. Oh, you do? Yeah. When's the last time you went camping? Literally known her for like ten years, never seen a bitch. But go I like grew up going to. <laughs> I grew up going to summer camp. Like I can do that stuff. All right, well, somebody take Elizabeth camping ASAP, please. <laughs> okay, for for Steph, facial or massage? Massage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for her, mountains or beach? I love that someone's answering for her. <laughs> I think mountains. Yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful. She's Taurus, Taurus Moon, girls of the earth. Yeah. Okay. For Steph. Yeah. Vision. But you answered. Oh, yeah. okay, right. Sorry, I realize that sounded uh -huh. confusing. I, also, I don't know how much you're still with us, so I'm just I'm just being really <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm just being really clear. <laughs> no, I'm here. So vision boards or friendship bracelets? Vision boards. But she doesn't do boards, she makes booklets. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do boards. <laughs> It's like hard. It takes up space. You know, you got to like make it and you put it in the drawer. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like vision boarding for me is like, it's embarrassing. Cause I'm like, I made this board. Where do I hide it in my closet? Like what? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with this huge board? <laughs> like, you can put a book on a shelf and nobody knows. Okay. For Eliz for you to answer for Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, reality TV in or good night out? It's a hard one. She's a little bit of both, you know? My girl loves to watch her t her reality shows, and she loves to rage, too. So it just depends on the mood. Yeah. She, I will say she's not afraid to miss out on a good night out to stay in and watch the reality TV. That is true. Road trip or Euro trip? Euro trip. I'm such a bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she likes Europe and the Met Gala. And not getting dirty. Okay, so... I used to like getting dirty, but it's because I thought I needed to like to be cool and loved, and now I'm just like, ew. 
Okay, so for Elizabeth, edible, <laughs> edible or smoke? For Elizabeth? Mm -hmm. Stumped. Stumped. <laughs> she likes both. <laughs> I feel like she depends. eats more edibles, it but she likes smoking day. too. I like yeah. to take care of my lungs, so I like to go for edible. But Not saying. You know. Okay, and then sweet or savory? Sweet. Yeah. Amazing. Opposite for her. I love you guys. I love so you. Much. I know. Well, no, don't worry. There's a big Q and A happening. You guys, aren't they awesome? Yeah. Big hand up, round of applause. Just so you know, our next our next panel is June 9th, and it's how to heal yourself. We're gonna have incredible healers here, <laughs> talking about literally <laughs> teaching you, answering any questions you have about healing how actually healing works, what this energy works, and you're gonna leave totally empowered that you have the ability, or someone has the ability to help you heal yourself. So it's I gonna guess. be, Kelsey Patel's gonna be oh, on the yes. panel. Yes. So it's a great panel, so join us June 9th, reserve your spots, and like always, goodies and freebies and all that fun stuff. And awesome. then the panel after that is me interrogating Nick Vial. Vial. <laughs> <laughs> First, it's Vile. If you're going to get married, you should know his last I'm name. I'm not getting married. I don't think you want the last name Vile. No, it's gross. Sorry if that's anyone's last name. And sure, <laughs> it sounds lovely with your first, but. So we're going we're gonna to open up to you guys. And just like the other panels, just like the other panels, there is going to be light bites and drinks outside to mingle afterwards, too. And you guys told them all about the coupon codes, right? So everyone's good and perfect. Cool. All right, so who is, who is up first, Liz? Anyone have a Ooh, yours is super loud. Is it? Yeah, I like it. I feel like I should sing. Anyone have a question for these lovely ladies? Well, this is easy. Hold on. Hi. Hi. So awesome. You guys are so awesome. How did it all How did the idea and the title all start? How did it come together? Marijuana. Yes. <laughs> the title happened, the idea happened because it was just really the things that Stephanie and I were curious about. And we like really couldn't find a place on the internet that looked legit. Everything looked like virgin 1.0 internet. We were like, what is this about the red blood moon, huh? And then um, the title came about because we knew we wanted our first episode to be about retrograde because it just felt like it was in the lexicon and everybody was saying it. And so Stephanie had tweeted that's so retrograde like a while back and she had mentioned that and we were like, that's the title for the first episode. And then we paused and looked at each other. And we were like, that is the title for the show. And it's we just knew. genius. I love Thank it. Thank you. It was really exciting to pull into the parking lot. And I was listening to the 200th episode. I was like, whoa, this is so <laughs> meta right now. So you guys are standing right there. Um, but my question is about self-care because I agree it's like a huge commodity now and everybody's trying to sell it to us but what's a way to describe self-care without using the word self-care oh we've been trying to develop new words for wellness and Alignment we've come up with practices? literally nothing so um I don't know what do you think I don't know. Because self-care also people are like, oh, yeah. But, you know, there's still some people who don't know what it is or they have right. their own ideas or concepts of what it but is. But it's pretty, to me, self-care is better than wellness because self-care is literal, like, right. to take care of yourself. Right, right. It's very obvious. So I think that's fine. I mean, if you think of something better. Let us know. That's a retrograde <laughs> at gmail.com. We're on the prowl. Yeah. 
deal. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> Hi, we were actually just curious. How do we end these bracelets? Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> okay, amazing. L-O-L. So it's really, really easy. If you're ending the bracelet, wait, where is yours at? Since you never started it. <clears throat> oh wait, I don't know where mine went. Well, okay, I don't really need to do an example. I think I can use my words. You just tie a knot. You can. You just. Or you can you just, tie it onto the end of the other safety pin, and so it's like a clasp. Yeah, well, at the end, but yeah, but you have to, you know, finish it. You can finish it like with her. She could do one tiny, she could do one tiny little, are you done? Okay. She could do one tiny little knot, but she doesn't have to. I would more do like the big knot with the whole thing. And then, yeah, you just tie a knot. Well, that's wrong, but don't take as much. Okay, yeah, there you go. There you go. And then, oh fuck, sorry, I was like a little off. And then, and then you'll. You just need to find a tinier safety find pin. A tinier safety pin, or take your. Now that your little loop is there, then you take it and loop it through, and then have your friend tie it onto you like that. And it's very clever. Does this make sense? Well, then you cut it off when you have to like work or like be an adult or something. Yeah, and then you just do that, and then you tie another knot, and then like. Was that? Was that? Have we lost it? Did we do it? Yeah. I can finish it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Line up. Just yeah. Even though I fucked it up. A and C, Stephanie. Um, anybody else? Any other questions? No. We covered the bracelets. What advice do you give people who are thinking about starting a business with a friend? Because it's not always the best decision. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it, it. I mean we've heard. So we've heard. Not we. That hasn't been our experience. But I think I say this to anybody starting any business: know your why. Why are you doing it? And then it's really good to be on the same page with that person because the fact of the matter is the thing that gets us through any moment where we bump up one against one another is that we um, we. <laughs> You guys get up here. You guys get up here. <laughs> um, we know that we first and foremost love each other, and we love our project. So when you're when you know that those are the intentions, you're like everything else can be worked out. But you got to really be solid in that knowing. I also think like communication is obviously really important, but also like you can't expect someone else to be like you. Like if uh, if I if ever Elizabeth has gotten upset with me because I'm not doing things the way she wants to do it or I get upset with her because she's not doing things the way that I would do it, that's unrealistic. That's not fair because we're expecting something of the other person that they're not capable of and then we're being mean to them or judgmental of them or frustrated when we're not seeing the positive, we're just seeing the negative. So it's like really understanding that everyone has their own strengths and being respectful of those things and really communicating about like, like she said, I wasn't very good with like business and emails when we first started. So we had to have like a conversations about like, here's what I need to feel like you are my equal in this way. And then I taught her how to use a laptop. Yeah. You know? Like I learned about <laughs> Gmail from Elizabeth <laughs> and just stuff like that, where it's like respect and communication and understanding that you're not the same. That doesn't, that's not bad. 
And what would you tell people who are thinking about starting a business or doing something about expectations? Because I think there's like so much instant gratification oh, today. Yeah. Um, I mean, expectations in terms of like what, in terms of like creating what the vision is. I mean, I think if you believe it's going to happen, it will, but it takes a lot of time. And there's a lot of those times where you have to let doubt seep in and you have to work through it. Like, it's not going to just be instant success. I've had my 20s was all about instant su success. I had that very quickly. And I'm so happy that this was this thing that I've landed on that I've it's was has been a slow fucking burn. And it, I don't think we've even started to be completely honest. And so, you know, I think like so I've having experienced both sides of things. I think you just need to believe that that your vision is is a possible and understand that it takes time. Yeah, you know, a lot of I feel like I've seen a lot of partnerships in the time that we've had our show around me, you know, in podcasting even come and go and it's like the expectation that you're going to get something very quickly, I think, is problematic because you can get frustrated by not seeing results or not making money. or So don't do something that you don't believe in with your whole heart because you're not going to be able to stay in it. You're going to get over it. And if you genuinely get over it, then you should be honest with the person that you're working with and move on and let them go and do their own thing and be like, this seems like it's more of a passion for you. I'm not, I don't have my heart in this. I want to like release that and give that to you and give you the opportunity to find someone who's more aligned for you. Being honest in that way, I think, is really important. And also talk about um, expectation of how much one is probably going to have to put into something to make it work. It depends. I mean, yeah. look, some people strike lightning you know they get an idea and they're just they ride this wave and all of a sudden it's like it's instant success there are those overnight things it, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility but like most of the time anyone in here who's like has any career can tell you that like you probably didn't really start to understand what you're doing or see any success after maybe at least four years three years two you know what I mean like you don't really get anything overnight so figure it out, get a side hustle, invest in the stock market, win the lottery, call your dad. I don't care what you have to do. Suck a dick. No. Um, look, it's still, I know it's 2019, but dick still needs sucking. <laughs> Second quote of the podcast. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But seriously, like, we had so many conversations where it was, like, hard, where we were like, are we seriously doing this? Like, and we would look at each other with such intensity, and, like, we're both so frustrated and so broke, and we knew we had something great because we were talking to people who were listening, and we had so much encouragement from friends and family, but we were not able to support ourselves in this thing that we were putting the amount of time and energy into that you should be able to support yourself off of. And so that was... Hard. But it turned a corner eventually. Of course, and but in those moments? Yeah, but I think, again, I think it goes back to, like, those moments are crucial in in anything that's worthy of your time and attention. Yeah. But that's why I wanted to talk about it, and I asked the question, because I do know what comes up here a lot are people who are trying to figure out what that next thing is for themselves, and that's the struggle, is people yeah. don't actually realize that it's okay to struggle a little bit. And it's okay to have to work hard. Like a lot of that usually is what you have to do in order to get to where you want to go. And it's like a good reminder because they look at you and you guys are so amazing and are doing so well. And it's nice to actually hear that it was hard and you actually were having trouble supporting yourself while doing magic at the same time. Yeah, like we didn't 
you know, I think I look at other business owners, like you said, you know, you interviewed the Saqqara girls and they have their story of like bootstrapping their business and like riding their fucking meals around New York on bikes. And like, I love that. It's like, it's so cool. I love imagining those like really put together, like well-dressed women, like biking through New York when it's raining with like vegan meals on their bike. Like that's insane to me, but that's beautiful. But the thing that, why they succeeded and I think why we're succeeding is because we didn't ever doubt that we would. Yeah. That's the thing is like you just have to keep believing it and then that's when things start to be pulled into your orbit. We had um, Dr. Deepika Chopra on the show who's an optimism doctor and she was really breaking down the science behind manifestation and she says something that will always stick with me. She said, you don't always get what you want but you most always get what you expect. <laughs> and that's how, that's really the, the truth in manifestation. Do you, do you think that this will happen? Like, really, truly? Right. You can say it all you want. You can yeah. cut it out of magazines right. all you want. But do you actually believe it's going to happen? And despite the evidence that might be in front of you right now that, like, feels impossible, like, don't see blocks. Just start figuring out solutions. I love that. Don't see blocks, see solutions. Yeah, like, okay, that's not going to work. Like, what is going to work? Like, how are we going to actually get there? Look, I think that's a huge thing. If you're going to do any type of business, you have to have that ability. You have to be able yeah. to bob and weave. If you can't bob and weave, you're just going to get stuck. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Any questions before we let these ladies finish their crafts and drink a little bit and eat a lot? Oh, right there. Here. It's really cute. Maybe. So how do you survive a retrograde? Like, what tips have you come to after interviewing? Oh, which retrograde? <laughs> Do you have a favorite retrograde? <laughs> What's your favorite? My favorite retrograde. When it is... comes to, well, we'll say Mercury retrograde because that's like the the most common one. I it just, it, I'll just clock things a little different. I'll see things through a different lens. I try not to like sound the alarm, but I I notice things in communication mainly. That's that's what comes up the most. And it's always a time to reevaluate. That's what we said in like our first episode. It's the re, so the reevaluation. That's what we stole from Kay Pacha and put in our first episode. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I don't think there's like any like steadfast practices. I'm not really the type of person who's who does things. It's like a day to day thing for me. It's like whatever I feel like. Um, I think, well, surviving retrograde implies that there's something wrong with them. And there's not because they're here to teach us something, just like everything. So I think um, really it's the same thing as just minding the astrology all the time. Like whatever the themes are, whatever is like coming up is important to acknowledge. And then however you, you know, sometimes I'll feel a theme in like a meditation or I'll see it pop up in social situations or whatever is like coming just to be aware of that and to be like, okay, what is this here to show me? What am I being guided towards? Sometimes it's like a big fuck you to show you that you were knocking down the wrong doors. Sometimes it's like a hold up to show you to slow down. Sometimes it's like a revisitation of like past lovers or friends to remind you of what you want in the future or maybe something you need to reconnect with in the past. Like it's all just about acknowledging the energy so that you can evolve. Thanks. And just, I think, slow down. For Mercury, at least. Good question. Who? Oh, you can just ask. Oh, is it? Oh, because you're recording. Okay. Just yell. 
Just a simple little question. Um, so when we all came in tonight, they asked us to write down one word um, that we wanted to share as an intention along with our bracelet. So um, I'd like to ask that to each of you. What word would you write down as an intention for the evening? Yeah. Oh, oh cool. Oh. Oh, yes. Right now, this very moment. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, what a really intense question. <laughs> what did you put? I put alignment. Okay, okay. I one. like that. That's good. What'd you put? Up level. What'd you put? Oh, I love you. Okay. <laughs> cool. I like that. Um, uh, okay, this moment, my word is ease. Like the we delivery <laughs> app? Yeah. Does anyone fire it up? Let's go. Um, I think I would put uh, like possibility. Ooh. Yeah. Possibility. Oh. oh, that's very Lisa Rinna of you. I love oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said I would put own it. Own it. All right, I love that. Well, thank you guys. You guys are amazing. Let's thank you give guys so much. A big thank congratulatory round of applause to these ladies. Thank you so much for being thank open you. and so much fun to talk to, like always. You asked the and best for the questions. Craft. Do you guys love your bracelets? Yes. Are we Never happy? take them off. Yes, that's the pact. We forgot to tell you. You're never allowed to take them off. All right, great. We will mingle and see you guys out there. And thank you for being here. And we'll see you June 9th. Thank you. Thank you. Ten Talks podcast would not exist without these incredible people. Nicole Rappi, Reem Edon, Hayden Fungheiser, Kim Bielek, and music by Alex Fetter. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also, wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there.